You're listening to the Crystal Clarity Podcast. Well, today's episode is going to be very helpful and important for you if you are about to go into something that is going to take some focus, some presence, some energy, and some reserves. If you're going into a marathon type of moment, if you're going into something where you're really going to want to apply yourself, if you're going into something where you're like, I want to feel steady and calm and grounded for this, I want to be able to feel present for this, I want to feel like I have the resources to get through this. There is a group of stones that are perfect for these moments, and it's the red stones. So if you love red stones, if you have red stones like red carnelian, red ruby, red sphalerate, some of the red tourmalines, red jasper, there are three superpowers that all red stones have. And uh, I think just knowing and naming those three superpowers of red stones are going to help you befriend them or utilize them more, be able to give them to somebody when they're in these moments in their life more and just, and just allow you to allow them to do the work that they're here to do. So enjoy. I can hear all the red stones just kind of peeking up around me. Like this is so cool. Today's episode is about us. So enjoy this, this time to learn the three incredible superpowers of all red stones. Welcome to the Crystal Clarity Podcast. It's time to settle in once again with the stones. Together, we'll illuminate stones in healing and spiritual alchemy, and then go beyond, exploring land healing, earth grids, sacred sites, and all rocks in the wild. My name is Sarah Thomas. I'm a healer, educator, and an expert in the field of ancient stone medicine and future crystal technologies that heal and awaken. All right, let's relax into some crystal clarity. This class has been worlds beyond any course on any subject that I have ever taken. Hands down, the best. Far better information, basis of information, and delivery. Each individual was honored and encouraged to tune in and find one's own relationship with the stones and with the practices themselves this had it all and more. That is Carol, a grandmother, researcher, energy healer, and now certified stone medicine practitioner through our online course, Temple of Stone. This ceremonial progression we moved through in this course helped my soul like nothing I have experienced before. Sarah brought so much passion and deep spiritual knowledge, and it gave me something well beyond what I was expecting. I now have valuable knowledge about stones and minerals to help my own health, help others, and to help the earth. This had it all and more. It ended the same way as the first one. And that was from Kate, who is a healer, a longtime healer, and also now a certified stone medicine practitioner through Temple of Stone. Um, Temple of Stone is our live online nine-week training in stone and crystal medicine that makes you a certified stone medicine practitioner. And the way that it does that is not just by giving you knowledge. It gives you the knowledge of 27 stones according to ancient texts and beyond. It's a lot of priceless, valuable knowledge and information. There's so much knowledge that every geek will be very satisfied. And what's so special about it is this also a spiritual progression. 
every week you move through your own spiritual progression and you study three stones a week. And we go through this process where we do these practices, just one practice a week with these stones that transform us. And we end up changing. And by the end of the experience, we are a changed person, which allows us to be a stone medicine and crystal healing professional. So it's um, an extremely valuable opportunity. We do it live online every spring. And if you would like to have information about joining us for that, just make sure you're on the email list at upperclarity.com. I'd love to see you in there. Okay, so today's episode is about red stones. And it's about the three superpowers that all red stones have in common. And when I say superpowers, I mean really super powers. These are super powerful stones. So we're going to talk about all of these different red stones, but I want to make sure that you know exactly the three superpowers that anytime that you pick one of these up to heal or awaken or do ritual, all the things that we do with our stones, that you'll know what you're bringing to the table and feel refreshed on that and clear about that. This is such an incredible group of stones. And I want to start by saying that we bleed red. I think that's so fascinating that we bleed red. I mean, we bleed this beautiful dark red color. It's actually my favorite color. If you ask me, my everything that I do is in, I love red. I love orange. I love yellow. I love all the the combinations of red. I love pink. Um, but we bleed red and that's fascinating to me. We could bleed blue. We could bleed light blue. We could bleed green. We could bleed yellow. You know, we bleed this dark red color and it's like what's pumping through our veins and makes us alive. And blood is like warmth. It's animation. It is in motion and it is emotion and it's what makes us alive. So if you think of a dead body, it's cold and stiff, right? There's no warmth and there's no movement. So blood is all about that animation and movement and aliveness. And blood has everything to do with our emotional landscape as well. So the the blood carries and holds the spirit. If you've ever been in the room with someone who's passed away, you feel the spirit move out of the body. And that spirit was housed by the blood inside the body. So that aliveness, that warmth, that feeling of being alive and 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 feeling alive in a spiritual sense too. Like I feel alive today. I want to get up. I want to get out of bed. I want to have my day. I feel alive. I feel that juiciness. That's the blood and it's dark red. And so it's alive. It's aliveness. And think of menstrual blood as well. The color red is so often associated with women where white would be more associated with men or biological men because white is the semen and red is the menstrual blood. But think of the menstrual blood and what it represents it represents life, that this person is able to make life. They're in a cycle of their life where they can make life. And think of soldiers. They always wear dark red. They'll wear garnet, garnet belts, garnet sheaths, um, garnet headbands, right? They'll, They'll find the red stones, iron, hematite, and they'll wear those into battle because it's like saying, you can't kill me. I'm alive. I'm gonna have victory. I'm gonna be the one that's standing here alive at the end of it. So in so many different ways, blood means what is alive and it's dark red. Blood is also super connected to our ancestry. It's the blood that we pass down. It's our blood relatives. And that animation of the spirit that passes down through the ancestry lands in our blood as well. And it's amazing that it's dark red. So could be any other color. 
Now, color therapy is all about how color affects biological systems and anything that's alive, right? Color therapy affects anything that's alive, but it's not just that it affects our physical form. It affects our multidimensionality. It affects our spiritual body. It affects our emotional body. It, is, it affects our physical body. And it affects like the millions of multidimensional subtle nuances that we encompass. So we feel the color red around us. We pick that up. We, we get affected by that biological system. And so when we say red does something, it's not just a metaphor. It's not just like, well, we want to say that red does something because it looks like this. No, our bodies are picking up the color red. And actually, in ancient Taoist China, when we look at five element theory, the color red means so many things and it comes off the face and it comes off the body and we see it in certain ways and it means things. So it is absolutely phenomenologically tied to who we are. So color therapy is not just a metaphor. It's it's something that deeply affects us on all layers. So color is really important and it's highly correlative to emotions. Color is highly correlative to emotions. So today we're talking about red stones. I want to talk about the three superpowers of red stones. And so we're talking about cinnabar. Okay. Cinnabar even had red in the name. We're talking about garnet. We're talking about hematite, which even has, you know, it talks about ancestry in the name for hematite. Hematite created red ochre. It's one of the first, um, you know, the first paintings that we've ever find. The first cave paintings are made out of hematite streaks scratched on the wall. It makes red ochre paint pigment. So it's really important in this conversation. Red zircon, red zircon crystal. So you see, I'm not talking about pink today. I'm talking about your red stones, red tiger's eye real red carnelian, real red jasper, um, and red tourmalines too. So keep that in mind, like a darker red rubellite or the red inside watermelon tourmaline. So, and there's many other red stones that you might be thinking about. And let's just move into what has, what they all have in common, these superpowers. So number one, number one, is that red stones are going to bring energy vitality to that living system energy vitality. So picture a slash between those words because I'm saying energy vitality as as one thought. It's energy vitality. It builds strength. Red builds strength in the body. It builds strength in physical systems. It builds physical power. So it actually strengthens you up. Think of your adrenals. Think of your vitality, like your power to move through the day. That's what red stones are going to affect. Think of your lower dantian, which is the, you know, your the lower part part of your belly, your pelvis, underneath your belly button. That's where the fire is generated, the the small of your back, which we call Ming Men. That's where the fire in your body is cultivated. And that fire rate is what we what it's what creates metabolism. It's what creates energy. It what's create movement in our lives and and the ability to move and, and be mobile and just have energy. So I used to go to a workout place for many years that was called the fire because fire is all about that metabolism that we light inside of us. So energy, libido, physical metabolism, all of these things about, you know, fuel and moving and feeling strong. Fire is red, right? It's all about this red color. It's going to go into the body and build strength, build physical power, 
in living systems. And, you know, I keep saying the physical level and it is the physical level. It's all levels, right? All color affects all levels of who we are. And there's a lot of levels of who we are. And this one is, it is particularly tuned in to really hone you up in your physical system, which is just so important. I can't even name how many, you know, how many moments in people's lives that they're going to need physical energy. Number two, number two is grounding to the earth. We could call this earthing, but this color and all of these stones, they ground us and connect us to the earth below us. They have a resonance that keep our feet on the ground. They keep our pelvis connected to the earth. Of course, red is connected to the root chakra. And it's also that, you know, when you look at the visible light spectrum, it's red that's moving the slowest, longest wavelength. So that slow, long wavelength, it's, it's like the last color we see before color disappears into too low and slow. That low and slow is connected more just through resonance, just through relative resonance to the material body and the material plane. It's like slowing us down, bringing us to earth, just as matter is moving really, really fast in higher planes, and then it slows down to materialize. So, you know, coming into materiality, coming into the physical body is being grounded. So all of these red stones are very grounding. It's great to put them on the pelvis and the low belly on the lower back. They're incredible. You can also put a red light over the red stone. And all of this is going to make us just feel like we're sinking into the earth. And, you know, what's important about this is that one of the big places that we actually get energy, all energy, spiritual energy, life energy, emotional energy, all energy is from the earth. The earth is something that feeds us, you know, and we get to the last place in our own energy body. Maybe we had a trauma or we went through something really big or we birthed the baby. When we get low, the place to source from is the earth. And so being connected to the earth, earthing is a way to get all of this energy up into your body. And I want to make a little side note for empaths. I'm sure everybody listening to this is an empath. Um, one of the things that empaths do is because information is too much for them often or can be overwhelming because they're just picking up so much information from the environment is that sometimes they will, to stop that overwhelm, they'll kind of block that information from the environment. And one place that we can block that information from is our, our butt, our pelvis, our legs, that root chakra. Um, and we can kind of like hold things out just as a way to protect ourselves and so there's kind of an unconscious like crossing of wires in an empath sometimes that they will be protecting themselves a lot of times in the lower body. And they're not actually open enough to receive the energy of the earth coming in. And the funny irony is that what's actually going to protect them is the energy of the earth. It's the energy of the earth, like that grandmother energy that can come up and be like, you know what, I'll protect your energy and sort through this for you and just make sure that you feel safe and that you can relax in your body. So number two is red stones will ground you to the earth. They'll allow you to open up that root chakra so you can let that earth energy in. And there's so many other ways that we can talk about why and when it's important to be grounded to the earth. A lot of them are about shock or disassociation or feeling kind of split from the body or something happened that we, you know, just went up into space and red stones will help ground that person back down. 
especially redstones with iron in them. Um, iron is so heavy. Iron has such an incredible resonance with the earth of dropping down to the heavy earth like that, to being able to materialize. And a lot of redstones have iron in them, right? So if you have sphalerite, dark red sphalerite with iron in it, that is so perfectly resonant with what we're talking about. Garnet has a lot of iron in it. Um, what else were we talking about? Hematite has a lot of iron in it. So if you also get that iron in the chemical composition, it's just, it's perfect for grounding people to the earth. Besides number one, energy vitality, and number two, grounding and earthing, the third superpower of all redstones is phenomenal. It's going to bring us back to how we started today, just talking a little bit about the blood. The red color goes to the heart and the heart picks that up. They are in resonance, right? So they, they come together. When anything is in resonance together, they start to exchange information. And the heart has always been the color red. That is ancient Taoist knowing the heart is the color red. We could talk about heart as the green in the chakra system, but I'm just going to leave that out for today. Let's tune into how the heart is red. And when somebody has a heart constitutional factor or something is up with their physical heart, or something is up with their emotional heart, like they're in sadness or despair or anxiety, their face will actually turn red. And different parts of their body will get red and we can see little blood vessels popping out. So I spent all this time studying this correlation between red and the heart. And so many people have for centuries. So we get to just kind of like relax into the phenomenon of red associated with the heart. And the heart is pumping the blood throughout the body. It is the master and controller of the blood moving out throughout the whole body, getting all the way out to the hands, all the way out to the feet, all the way up to the head. And the heart is pumping that blood and is keeping us alive. Boom, 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 boom. It's holding that aliveness for us. And we talked about how the spirit is housed in the blood and that feeling of animation and being alive is housed in the blood. So it's like literally our spirit is being pumped around our body by the heart. Our aliveness is being pumped around the body by our heart. And what's so amazing about the blood and the heart is that all of your emotions are in your blood. All of your emotions are carried by the blood. Blood is animation in motion and it's emotion. So it's that movement, that movement, that movement of emotions. And if there's anything that emotions love, it's just to move. Emotions are free to be. They want to be free. They want to be felt. They want to us to be present with them. They just want to keep moving. And when emotions stop or get blocked up, we have repressed emotions or suppressed emotions. And it's the blood that's actually able to move those emotions. And you know, the more suppressed and repressed emotions we have, the less we're able to be present in our lives. So we want to have fewer repressed and suppressed emotions. Repressed emotions are things that we kind of don't even know that we have. Um, if somebody said to somebody, do you fear death? And they were like, oh no, I know I'm going to heaven and all this. They might have a repressed fear of death. Like they don't even know that they have it. A suppressed emotion is something that somebody pretty much kind of knows that they have, but they're not managing it. It's like very much like an elephant in the room. They're like, I know this is there, but I would just like to look away. I know this is there, but I would just like to look away. So we'll dive into that a little bit more in the future. But 
you might notice that you have some suppressed emotions. Like I know that fear of money, running out of money is there, but I'm just going to, it's like, you know about it. You just, let's just leave that elephant over there. And a repressed emotion would be one that you don't even know that you have. So keeping those emotions moving is all about the heart. And it's, so when we can keep our blood moving, that is actually aliveness. That's presence in life. And I'm going to bring something up that you may already know, but trauma freezes the blood. Trauma stops the blood from moving as well. So moving trauma so that we can be present again, so that we can integrate, we can be present in the present moment, moving the emotions so that we can have a full experience of life and experience emotions as they move through and you know, be present with them as they move through and keep those moving. That has a giant impact on who we are and how we live our lives. So that red color keeps that blood moving and it keeps emotions moving. And we all know how much we could go into talking about, um, you know, when we can't manage our emotions or there's too many elephants in the room, too many suppressed emotions, that's where numbing ourselves through addiction comes in. So red stones are going to keep the blood moving. They're going to keep us present. They're going to keep us saying, okay, I know I have this elephant in the room of this anxiety, but I know working out helps me, for example. So I'm going to work out and it keeps that moving going. Now, red stones specifically, so they're for all movement of emotion. Specifically, they are really, really good for matters of the heart. So matters of the heart, emotions that are hard to deal with around matters of the heart are around anxiety, sadness, and despair. So red stones will really help with anxiety, sadness, and despair being able to be present with those emotions and helping them move, heartbreak. Um, The other side of that is that red stones can really promote joy and aliveness and feeling really present. They also can really promote feeling calm in our heart. And that is the opposite of how we feel when we're anxious. We don't feel calm in our heart. So we call that grounding or calming the shen. Shen just means heart spirit. So we calm the heart with red stones and that calming of the heart. It's the opposite of the whole spectrum from anxiety to mood swings, to bipolar, to mania, everything that feels like it's an out of control fire emotionally. You know, those things are connected to the heart and the red color and red stones because they feel kind of like an out of control fire. So red stones can also just like calm that fire to this beautiful candle light that feels really um, beautiful and manageable and, and it creates intimacy. Like you're sitting around candle with someone creating intimacy. So that is superpowers, those are superpowers. Number one, energy vitality. Number two, grounding earthing. Number three, that movement of emotions. Now think of when, think of times in your life when you're like, I would love to have all three of those as I go into this. Imagine if a loved one was diagnosed with something hard. You would say, okay, I need physical energy, vitality, strength, of the spirit in all parts of my body. I need grounded. I need to stay grounded and in my body and present. And I need my emotions to be moving and flowing. And and that brings that presence again. 
Think of if you were going on, a, if you had to do a marathon, right? If you're training for a marathon, you need these things, any kind of marathon. I mean, like an actual marathon or, you know, I'm going into a phase with my work where I have to work really hard for three months. Think of other times that you would need these three superpowers. Um, you know, I'm pregnant. I'm going to go through this like long process of being present, needing these resources and then birthing the baby at the end of it. Or yeah, or not just even a loved one was diagnosed, but you had a health challenge that you were going to go through. It's these red stones, I feel like, are able to make us to be like, okay, I'm present. I can focus on what's ahead and I have the resources to make it through. So thank you, Cinnabar. Thank you, red tourmalines. Thank you, red zircon and hematite and all of you iron stones and garnet and all of the other red stones, phalerite. Red stones were the most important stones in ancient Taoist China. They were seen as the most powerful and they were also seen as the most rare. So moving into red stones was like moving into kind of like the fine wine of all stones. And as I used a metaphor with another dark red color in it, um, of fine wine, I think I'm going to leave that episode right there at that part. So be sure to get out your red stones when you or someone else needs them. And I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you like today's episode, please like or subscribe. Oh, and leave me a comment. I'd love to know what you'd like to learn more about. To take the perfect stone medicine or crystal healing training for you, or to visit me at our super special crystal shop, go to upperclarity.com.